0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton here today with Jeff Goodnow to talk about OCIOs. Jeff, when you and Manish first started talking about the OCIO idea, I was like, okay, outsource chief investment officer, that makes sense. But when I stopped and actually thought about it, I was like, now, wait a minute, how, how would that work exactly? What would that look like within an advisor's business? So I thought, why not get on the podcast so I can ask you, what would that look like? And how would it work in an advisor's business?
1: What a brilliant idea.
0: I thought so, Yeah.
1: Absolutely no I'm more than happy to answer questions I think it's good because again this is this is something that uh, I mean even three or four years ago uh, ocios have existed for decades but until three or four years right. ago it, it wasn't down to the level of the individual advisor and that just wasn't wasn't something that was talked about or said or done frankly
0: precisely yeah the, the, the idea of you know using outside managers I think is obviously something everybody is familiar mm-hmm. with and it's it's how Potomac was born but this idea of at the advisor level and OCIO let's let's just start at the beginning what what does that look like and how, how would that that relationship even begin
1: yeah i mean as far as the the relationship you know it's it's really you, know, you could you could find some outsourced OCIOs there are some people that do that just as a business uh, but but oftentimes uh, the multi strategist tamp that you are using as an advisor would have some sort of a capability like that now it has different forms and sometimes there's an additional cost. In fact, often there's an additional cost if you want that custom service.
0: Sure. Right. All right, so so if if, if that's sort of the beginning, then what <laughs> I'll just ask the blunt question. What what do they do, <laughs> actually?
1: Well, um, essentially, they, there's a couple of things that, that an OCIO would do. Uh, one, just the, the first level, the, the due diligence process, right? Have an actual process for due diligence to not just find managers, but to understand what 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 managers are are reasonable what they do how they do it all those things because it's that broad-based expertise and understanding before you ever get to returns that makes the difference in then understanding the second piece of what they do which is putting them together you know offering that capability to make a a curated portfolio of multiple strategists and their models to say, okay, this is a good one for this particular scenario, or here's a bank of three or four or five models put together that are combi- combinations of those uh, that make sense for your business, and that's that's a huge huge deal.
0: Yeah, it is, and I want to I want to dig in there a little bit deeper. So so walk me through how that actually works. Is it is it one time? Let, let me look at your book, and and here's you know here's some recommendations. Do you, do you drill down? By client and make recommendations for individual yeah. situations do you do it by scenario where's where's the balance there between enough support and and too much?
1: <laughs> well thank you for answering your own question uh, yeah there are <laughs> there are actually all, all of the above so an example okay. I know of one TAMP that ha- that that does uh, this is a a multi strategist tamp that has an ocio that for a small fee will create custom model combinations for you the individual advisor right but without paying that fee that at least I don't believe there's a fee they instead of just having their big breadth of all these different uh, strategists and models have created some that we say hey these are you know here are five I'll just make up a number here are five good models that we think have value Right, so you could just use those, and, and you and the client are going to you know pay whatever the normal process is, as, whether or not you had gone to them. But it's sort of a shortcut. It's like the advisor. I use this term the advisor cliff notes, and so that may be you know that may be an option. Uh, but the reality is, you know, your your best partner is going to be there when you need them, and that may be both on the front end, where you say, okay, I'm new to the new to the uh, to the TAMP, that's an excellent point, and I have point. no mm-hmm. idea what all these managers are. And I'm, I'm dealing with some folks like that right now that, that have a lot more options than they used to and say, okay, for my business, I need some help trying to figure out who I should work with and and what models, you know, to really make sense and what combinations. But then on an ongoing basis, Hey, I've got a new prospect. I don't, I have no, this is different than what I normally do. I just don't think that's going to fit. Can you help me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you know that, that that's what it boils down to. To me, that's the difference between being an entity with a product and being a partner.
0: Right. So. Right.
1: And it's a it's all over the board, of course. You know, different Tamps offer different services, different levels.
0: So you know, I'm a marketing guy, so that's the first place <laughs> my mind goes as I'm thinking. Advisors can can utilize this as an as a marketing opportunity to show added value and added expertise which is fantastic but but beyond beyond my perspective how how does this benefit an individual advisor's business
1: yeah well first and foremost it is a huge time saver I mean, that's, and time is money, right? That's the old adage. I mean, the reality is every minute that you spend doing something for your uh, business, doing something for compliance, doing something for research, doing something for due diligence, in this case, the OCIO service, or capability, that's time that you're not meeting with clients and clients pay your bills. Uh, You know, you're taking care of them, and for that you're receiving a reward, which is obviously the fee. So the more time that you can spend helping more clients, and there are a lot of them that need it, um, you know, with all the things going on crazy in our world, well, the the, the even more benefit that becomes to save you time. Likewise, that ongoing partnership is there as essentially an extension of your back office because they're bringing you a, a lot of expertise That even if you try and go out and start learning, you're just not going to have it. Uh, You know, it it takes decades and hundreds. You start going through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of managers, you get a pretty good feel for what's out there in the marketplace, and uh, to understand those things beyond a performance filter. Again, it goes back to the expertise, the extension of back office, and the time saving. It all comes together to to be a huge benefit to your office, especially if you're a one or two person shop. Right? You just don't have that uh, luxury to, to throw a, a project at somebody to say, hey, go figure out what to use out of these 400.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, and I mean, I, I, that's something that just keeps resurfacing and resurfacing is this idea that the, the platforms are awesome because you have so many investment options, but it's overwhelming that you have so many investment options that Where do you start?
1: Well, absolutely. And in fact, I'm going to go into a, an extra little story here because this is something that came up again today on a call that I had. Uh, and it was uh, a, a very, very similar to one that I used in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. But that just goes to point out this is recurring. The advisor had done a lot of research. They were actually doing a good job in in trying to determine what managers, excuse me, what strategists and models within this suddenly now, you know, hundreds if not thousands are available to them when before they had virtually none. And, okay, they find a few. Well, that means they'll use them 33, 33, 33. (laughs) Yeah. Or if they found four of them that that they think are good because of all the performance filters and so forth, they'll be 25, 25, 25, 25 in
0: their allocation. Just an even split. Absolutely.
1: It's just, it's human nature. It's like you feel like you've made it to the finish line, but the reality is the (laughs) goalpost is actually on the other end of the end zone. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so right. the field goal when you kick the, another ten yards. When you kick you're the field goal, it doesn't yeah. need to land in the end zone. It has to go through the uprights, and that's a little bit farther away. So, so from that note, right, you you have to uh, understand that as we were discussing a particular combination of things, I said, you know, look, twenty percent of this, forty five percent of that, and thirty five percent of this. That's the sweet spot for these three. Right. And and I even as a bonus, I gave them an extra manager name and a specific, a very specific model to say, look, if you prefer ETF over mutual fund, maybe here is a, a swap. And I actually like it better. But look, this is either one would work just fine in that particular scenario. But that's the kind of thing, you know, a 25, 45, 35, who, who has time as an advisor to figure that out or the tools? Oftentimes the proposal systems may not really help you enough to know that so that even money split 50 50 it's not bad but it could probably be optimized considerably better if you know what you're looking for
0: well and i i think that i think that kind of ties into a theme that that has been talked about on this podcast which is as an advisor you don't also have the time to be a, a social media specialist <laughs> a uh <laughs> You know, and on and on and on, but included in that, you also don't have time to be a full-time research analyst. Like, yeah. there are other components to your business. You can't do all of these things all the time and be a successful advisor.
1: Yeah, you know, you wear enough hats, you just end up top-heavy. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah,
0: I I can't. I can't be a full-time social media specialist, a full-time IT support technology person, and a full-time research analyst. Like that's that's more than one person. And answer all the phones to accomplish well.
1: And answer all the phones and accomplish and build
0: relationships and
1: yeah, get set up for the webinar, the client event.
0: So let let me ask you this then from another perspective, which is I'm an advisor. I I see the value in this from a research and an execution standpoint. I see the marketing potential behind it. But I've never done this before. How do I communicate to my existing book that I'm gonna be working with an OCIO without it sounding like, well, I was flying by the seat of my pants before, but no, I brought in an expert, so it's gonna be better. I, I, What's, what's the right way to have that conversation?
1: Well, in my opinion, the right way is typically most advisors, I don't think, are having that conversation. Um, one, one great way to look at the OCIO function is it's much like buying a, pres- uh, uh, not a prescription, it's not a drug. It's like buying a subscription to Morningstar. Or investors business daily, or you know, Y charts, right? Some other research tool. In this case, the research tool has two ears, two eyes, and nose, and you know, uh, half a brain, uh, right? To be able to extend your back office, right? And that's really what it's about—is that extension of your back office. So, if you brought in a person who had that experience, would you necessarily, you know, yeah, you might introduce them, but you know it's not going to be a big deal that there's this person who's doing nothing but research so you know that ocio capability is really about just making the advisor look even smarter there's not i don't think there's a big need uh, certainly not from a compliance standpoint there's no need to explain that you're you're using this outside um service and you know now granted there may be some advisors that want to do something like that and that's perfectly fine Right, they can they can they can talk about that service and why it's valuable and so forth, but um, they don't have to. So that's the easiest answer, right? They don't have to.
0: Yeah, they don't have to, and I and I think it also comes down to again being the the marketing and messaging guy. It's how it's presented. It's it's not so much that you are bringing in, uh, you know, a chief investment person who is above you, the advisor. Right. It is. I'm bringing in another layer of support that is bolstering our ongoing research and analytics to make sure that we are continually doing the best job on the investment front. That is something that I think would be well embraced.
1: Yeah, Christopher, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? An OCIO is really another level of support to the advisor. It, it, it is not, uh, it's a building block. It, it is not somebody who is smarter than the advisor, over the advisor, tells the advisor what to do. Uh, the advisor has the ultimate decision in determining whether or not they're going to follow the path of, hey, th- here's the suggestion. This is what I should do. Uh, but the fact they're already outsourcing to third-party strategists, is this is just, just a huge value add to that. Um, and that's the purpose.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Well, anything else of of note to share on on the OCIO front?
1: No, I think that uh, you know, other than the the best advice is to simply uh, most advisors use you know one major uh, multi strategist uh, TAMP if they're using one. All right, if they are outsourcing, and so ask questions, right? Con- make you mm-hmm. know, use your main contact yeah. and say, I would like some help understanding what strategist might be best for me to use is there an ocio functionality or capability within this system somebody that i can talk to and if there is that's where you start asking questions about well what services do they provide so that you can start doing compare uh, comparison to maybe if you are using a couple different ones well okay maybe one has a better setup than the other um and what's it cost all right that's always what you end up with right what do they do and what's it cost
0: <laughs> no uh, and that 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 brings it all together for me because I was initially thought I, you know, the concept made perfect sense, but then when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, and, and what does this actually look like? So I, I appreciate you taking the time to sort of kind of sp- w- spell that out and kind of walk us through the relationship, the positioning, the, the value add. I think that's, I think that's great. Um, so with that, <clears throat> what, uh, what recommendations do you have for this week?
1: Well, uh, those that know me know I'm a car guy, uh, tried and true. Now, it's, it's killing me not to have a sports car right now. However, uh, a movie called Rush, uh, I just watch it. It's a few years old. Ron Howard directed it. It's about James Hunt and uh, Nikki Lauda and the uh, Mono A Mono uh, Formula One. Uh, back and forth they did in the 1975 and 76 Formula One Championship. Great movie. If you're a car person or a race person, uh, it's probably a pretty cool movie. Uh, I liked it. I definitely liked it because I, I I totally dig uh, car racing. I, I wish I could still do it. So
0: I I have heard great things about the film, but I haven't seen it. I'll have to yeah. uh, I'll have to put that on my perpetual locked indoor lifestyle. <laughs> uh, well. The, uh, yeah, the well, there you go.
1: So I, I watched it on Amazon Prime because with Prime, I get Cinemax, and it was listed as a Cinemax movie. So there, you can get it several places, but uh, that's that's my, my path of choice for last night.
0: Very cool. So my recommendation uh, has to do with current events here in California. I'll, I'll put a couple pictures up here on the screen. So this first picture is a typical evening sunset uh, off of my back deck, I, I overlook a golf course. I can see to the mountains. I watch the sunset, you know, over the mountain range through the trees every night. It's it's beautiful. I haven't seen that for a month. This second picture is what it has looked like every day. That's not fog. That's smoke. Uh, it has been it's been rough yeah. out here in the Bay Area. I will say that with all of the with all of the fires. And so my recommendation is. <laughs> The molecule air purifier. Ha! Uh, they make a couple of different models. I have three of them now. I have, I have the large one uh, for for the the main living area here, and then I have the smaller one in each of our bedrooms. And they are they are definitely on on the pricier side, but more than worth it. The difference has been incredible. We went from. Coughing every morning when when we would wake up, and uh, you know, sounding like I was losing my voice all the time. To just great clean air that you can control them from your phone and and monitor their productivity and set fan speeds, and it's just absolutely been a a bright spot in in a time where there are a few of those, <laughs> uh, and I, I I could not speak better of them. So. Big big fan of the molecule.
1: No, that that's uh, that's that's great stuff. Um, I know we, we have obviously a number of clients out in the California area and in the Bay Area, and it uh, it has definitely been a struggle, bus, I know. Um, so hopefully things will will get better soon, and uh, and you won't have to worry about the purifiers anymore. But but you'll be prepared.
0: I'm I'm ready at this point. I you know
1: I've got the RV ready for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. I've got <laughs> I saw that I've tweet. got lithium and solar and generator and yeah, the whole nine yards. Man, I'm I am stoked.
0: Well, I I made that recommendation and we are in the middle of a two day reprieve. I can see I can see the mountains for the first time uh, in literally almost a month. So I'm going to try and get a hike in tonight before it all comes back this weekend, uh, and and make the most of it.
1: All right. Well, good deal. Uh, uh, Good luck with the walk, and uh, thanks for asking the questions about OCIO.
0: Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you back next week. Ciao. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management.